Hey, Pronouncers, Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. We are really excited. We've got May Yang joining us from Flash Flood Print out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She's got a really awesome shop, has been doing some incredible fundraising. It's just all around just been surviving, especially during a time like this. So first, May, thanks so much for being able to spend some time with us. Thank you for having me. You guys have been doing historically, first of all, you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of which I used to spend actually a good amount of time fresh out of college. I was there for an oil and gas company. Yeah, I had to fly there almost every week from Chicago. You guys work with a lot of musicians, right? We do, we do. Um, We actually started out, I think, eight years ago when we were a young shop printing with a lot of local musicians and bands, and we print flat stock as well as apparel at our shop, so we printed a lot of gig posters, and at the time, my business partner was also working at a bar that hosts a lot of um, local shows, so we were able to kind of get in that way and make a lot of good connections that we still have right now. That's awesome. Is that how you guys started, or how, how did you get started screen printing? My business partner, Nick, and I actually met at a different show shop, like a much bigger, higher volume shop and had just talked while we were there about kind of the shop of our dreams and like what that would look like. And it was something that I had always wanted to do, even just when I was in college, trying to figure out a way to continue printmaking. Um, I was a fine art major and design major and wanted to figure out a way to way to like make that part of my day to day life. So that was kind of how that whole thing began. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Tell me about your shop today so people get a sense of how many people, you know, maybe equipment, things like that. Well, we started in 2012 and kind of went from literally like garage shop, like in the detached garage that out of the house that I was renting with like a manual press and moved to where we are now. We're in a 4,000 square foot space. We got our first M&R auto, um, not last year, the end of 2018. Um, So it's still fairly fresh for us. It's seen us through like a lot of recent growth. We went from just me and Nick to now we have four other full-time employees. So um, we're still fairly small. Like we like to keep it fairly intimate as, you know, we're a very close team, but I'd like to think that we are still kind of in that growth trajectory. How was that transition from manual to auto? It was great. I think we were all kind of feeling the the pain, the physical pain of having to keep up with that. Nick has been doing the majority of our apparel printing. Um, we have a semi-automatic flat stock press that we run a lot of our posters off of. So that luckily was not um, something that we were also printing by hand, but it became hard to grow whenever all we had was just the manual press, that there were ac- actual limitations for how much we could do um, with that versus just being able to run it on the auto and get it done in a fraction of the time. Got it, got it. Posters are awesome to see. I love going to shops and and being able to see posters being printed like that, especially some really cool complex ones or just single color ones. Actually, every time, I don't know if it's across the room, but every time I do go to a shop, I try to grab one that's laying around. Um, I'll have to send you something from our shop. Yeah, I would love that. A lot of posters. That's awesome. Thank you. So the posters, are they mainly for the bands? We do still have some band posters that we do. Um, Nowadays, we get contracted from different um, artists that are designing for some touring bands and things like that. So it's less like of the in-house design stuff, which I'd love to get back into doing. It's just whenever so much of our 
day-to-day work is more production, like printing merch and all of that, it's harder to kind of break away and do just more design and try to work sure. more with like, the local community again. My background is in um, both fine art and design and like gig posters are like my favorite thing. <laughs> so I would love to see more of those like land on our plate. Heck yeah. Um, would you say majority of your business is musicians or are, are musicians or is it a different uh, audience? I think it's kind of took, taken a step back recently as we've been growing. We've seen a lot more just local small businesses. Like that's kind of the bread and butter of like who we print for. Got it. So you guys uh, started a here for good store, like a fundraiser type store on merch. Am I able to say, can I say the total sales or did you want to say? Go ahead and say. <laughs> well, you guys surpassed $30,000, which is like mm-hmm unbelievable just getting started what was that like or how did you get started doing it and and what really made it pop off for you guys first off we were really inspired for by everybody else who's already run a successful campaign on merch or on another platform fundraising um other shops that are doing that so obviously not our original idea um but i think we were all really feeling down like the whole team like we were all at home away from each other like unable to hang out and see each other and needed something to first off get us back into the shop and then kind of get out of that hole that we were feeling like that we couldn't get out of so nothing better than to try to help other people and to help our clients that have you know supported us throughout the years that's how we jumped into Printavo merch is really just feeling that need to be doing something how did you get your customers to promote it too because you know you can add as many shirts as you like to the store but if they're not pushing it as well you know, nobody's going to sell anything. Well, we tried to make it easy for them to commit to something during this climate without having to have like any sort of upfront cost. So merch is really great in that we were able to do that. So we were able to tell people, hey, we'll help you with a design. If you want to put it on this fundraiser site, you'll get this amount of money for each sale. We're not really asking for you to do much of anything except to promote it because uh, as our store is called Rising Tide Fundraiser, a rising tide lifts all boats. So we're hoping that people kind of take that whole concept in mind. And not only by promoting the store, they're like getting their own sales, but they're helping everybody else get sales because we were hoping that people would see one business um, and then find another one on the store and be like, oh, yeah, I love these guys, too. And I want to buy their shirt and support them. Did you hand select some of the people, though, that you put on the store? Like, who did you decide to go after? When we first started, we were kind of scrambling to get it done pretty quickly because we felt Mm -hmm. like we'd been sitting around for long enough on this potential idea. And obviously, we'd seen all these shops do it already. Um, So we had kind of just thrown together uh, a small handful of people that we were already talking to or people that have been, like, really long-time clients. Like, it was hard to narrow it down because we didn't want to show any sort of favoritism towards people but whenever you're trying to think on a time crunch it's like these people just come to mind they magically had designs or like we had ideas for them to like create a design and whatever that perfect storm was that came together at that time was kind of what we pushed out first got it got it so switching gears a little bit you made that transition from two to like five six 
manual to auto like that's a big step that's an awesome step it's like you guys have real traction in the business what was that like because a lot of people go through that and it's kind of a scary like you know hiring the first few people getting bigger equipment moving into a bigger space right there's a lot that's happening do you remember what what you were feeling around that time I, I was probably feeling what I'm feeling now, where I don't know what's going on. <laughs> kind of like a, a new adventure. I've had plans, and usually the plans half work. And I think part of what has helped us be successful is being able to adapt and make sure that we can kind of face the challenges, figure out whatever the problem is, solve it to the best of our ability, and keep going. Um, so all that said, it felt like it took longer to get from the manual to the auto than we would have liked. We were in a different space when mm -hmm. we first started having that conversation and there's just no way we would have been able to continue in that space. Like we just didn't have enough room to really exist. We barely had a dark room. So our first steps were really to like find another space and, um, figure out how to move first, and then we ended up getting a loan so that we could get the auto. So it actually took probably like close to two years. We wanted to stay in our neighborhood. We have like a fierce loyalty for our, our neighborhood. Um, so we actually waited for the space to get renovated. There, it had been in a fire like many years before and was just like this decrepit building, but nobody else wanted to rent it. So we ended up talking to the owners. They got a letter of intent from us that we were going to, you know, rent the space after they had fixed it up. And they mm -hmm. were able to here alone and kind of fix up the building for us. So it was a lot of waiting, but I think the patience actually paid off because if we had actually done all of that earlier, I don't know that we would be able to kind of have the power that we have now. Sure. That makes sense. When you got all that lined up, did you feel like that it helped you generate more sales because you had, I mean, you know, you had more overhead, right? You got more people, a yeah. lease payment, a bigger building. Absolutely. I think having more people and having the right people has really, really helped me because as you've probably known from talking to a bunch of other people that have started as like a one man or a two person shop, like you're wearing like nearly all the hats. So it's pretty hard to, you know, get outside sales. Um, sure. It's a lot of just, how do I get through this day? Like, how do I make sure, you know, all of the shirts are done for this order on time? So having the space and then being able to hire people and the right people has really helped. Got it, got it, that's huge. How did you find the right people? Was it just friends of yours that you knew or? A lot of uh, trial and error. <laughs> yeah. We actually did hire a lot of people that we knew in the beginning because it was kind of easier, you know, to hire somebody that you knew that had an idea of what the process was going to be like or um, just that you knew that you could work with. Right. And a lot of people say not to hire your friends. And there are a few instances where I think that really rings true that I didn't work well with this person and then we ended up having to let them go which was incredibly difficult but we just hired our most recent two people like just through you know an open facebook post or you know just our first job listing and it was way easier than i had made it out to be in my head so i don't know why i waited that long to do that either how would you feel like you would hire better than if you went back like what 
was it the screening questions that you would have developed more or was it a gut instinct that you ignored or what do you think made this second round better? I think I would definitely develop better screening questions and kind of have more of a sense of what job and what roles they were going to play and like specific traits that are geared towards those roles. Since we are still fairly small, multiple people are generally doing multiple things in the shop. So it's been hard for me to kind of concretely say, you know, this person is just sales, like this salesperson also occasionally like receives and stacks and folds shirts. So they need to have like multiple kind of skill sets in that regard. So have more clear like job, you know, roles and responsibilities I think would help. And then that would help develop those questions. Were there some example questions that you did ask that fit the right person to the right role? Yes and no. We do have like a pretty strong company culture for even being like a small group. And we did want to make sure that it was going to be somebody that would kind of fit that whole vibe. So there were a few questions that I feel like we asked. God, now I can't even remember what they are, but I feel like they were like really off, like off the wall, like weirdo questions um, that normally wouldn't get asked during a job. I think one of them was like, what playlist or what music would you put on like during the day? Like, not that we wouldn't hire somebody um, based off of their music choice, but it is kind of an interesting um, peek into somebody's character, I think. Sure, sure. Did you have the rest of the team sitting with you interviewing them or how did you make sure that they were a good fit? I originally started doing the interviews as just me and the candidate. And then I pulled in our um, production manager who I had just promoted to production manager to help do the interview. And I think that significantly improved um, the results just having a second person that talks to and has to interact with the potential employee um, that was a big game changer got it you mentioned promoting something into production manager i've i've seen other shops have great and not so great experiences because like as a manager it's different skill sets than it is like when you're managing people than it is actually you know, being on the ground floor. Did that go well for you guys or is there any uh, yeah. things that uh, that did? Awesome. It did. Um, I think once in a lifetime you meet the right person and they're like fantastic at their job. They're a people uh-huh. person. Every, like the planets align and like everything works out. And that was a really easy decision for us to have her be our new production manager, I think. That's awesome. That's exciting. Was there any training or anything that you had to do or or like expectations that changed or that you set for them? She's still getting adjusted to the managerial side of it. Like she's comfortable assigning jobs to our other team members, but it's a learning process. Like it was a learning process for me too. like as we were starting out and then we had hired our first employees, like to kind of wear that manager hat or um boss hat Uh, so i think that's going to take some time we had potentially talked about her doing like more business side stuff too um because her interests are varied and there's like actually a local program that we could enroll her in that's through our tulsa chamber um to have her kind of learn more of like you know read about read a balance sheet like um some like light accounting financial which I think would only come up 
with her, um, I don't know that I would, you know, normally spring that on a production manager, but it was something that she had shown interest in. Did she come through the, the job posting? Or is this a friend that you, that you guys knew before? This is a, a friend that I didn't know very well at the time, but have gotten to know fairly well and consider her now like a pretty close friend. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, switching gears again, what do you think keeps you up at night now with the business? Obviously, coronavirus and, and everything is, is, is an aspect, but what are you thinking about when you go home? Coronavirus right now is definitely at the forefront because nobody knows what's going to happen. So that's definitely kept me up at night um, the last couple months. Mm-hmm. But right before that had hit, we were trying to generate more sales and at least have some sort of a sales strategy. So that was what I was focusing on before, you know, everything went to hell. <laughs> so when generating more sales or having a strategy, do you feel like you created that or or was it still more in progress? It was definitely in progress. Um, we had just started trying out different, like, essentially like sales apps or like CRM apps so that we could keep track better of like who we're contacting and Mm -hmm. where they are kind of in that pipeline of closing a sale. But it was all fairly new. And then we shut down for like a month and more than a month. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for us to get back on that wagon because right now we're in survival mode. Sure, sure. What about um, when you when you had new people start? How did you go through training them and getting them up to speed? Uh, I mean, you guys had vast screen printing experience, but I'm assuming not everybody did. Correct. I am going to be completely honest and tell you that I am still learning how to train people. <laughs> I, every single person I bring on is a new learning experience for me. Sure. Uh, we've learned that people learn in drastically different ways. So whereas I really like having a manual and like being able to read and reference things, not everybody learns that way. So we've talked about doing team demos, like where people that are responsible for different um, things in the shop, like are actually showing the new hire, like how to do them. So it's coming from, you know, whoever is accustomed to doing it. We've talked about them watching videos. We've actually queued up some Printavo videos for people to watch because you guys do have some very informative videos. I think the manual is the biggest one for me, like, because I actually made like a company guide of different like practices that we do in the shop. Is that like each department or? Essentially, like, I love being able to read and reference stuff. So having it all written down for me like made a lot of sense and then it also gives people even the people that have been with us for a couple years um something to like refer to like whenever they're helping or like refreshing themselves on a specific um process or procedure that we don't do very often god how long did it take to make something like that because we sat down one day and i think we just locked ourselves in a room almost a full day and created a manual like that for us of like all the tools we use mm-hmm. each department each person what they do all that stuff and it took some time but it's definitely been great to use as a foundation yeah, for, sure. for everybody uh, else it is still ongoing like i have like a good skeleton for it i spent i think the first year i started writing this i spent the the week in between Christmas and New Year's, like just solidly like working on writing all of this stuff down. 
And then each iteration, like every year I kind of go back and like refine and add and like take out the stuff that's extraneous or the stuff that's changed. So it kind of just keeps adapting and evolving, but God, it took me like many days to write it all down. I mean, walk me through that guide. Like, what does it look like? What Just so other people can get a sense and be like, oh, okay, this could be helpful, you know, for us to have. I definitely have, at the very beginning, some company culture type stuff. Like, there's some reading that I found to be inspiring that hopefully whoever is starting in their new position, they'll read it and kind of get a better understanding of where we are as a company. We finally, like, went through and set some core values, I think, last year or the year before. So that's in there as well. And then it kind of goes into department, like where there's like sales. Um, there's a big, big section in Printavo and like best practices on how we use Printavo. Um, I also have like kind of cross-referenced some videos in that as well. But there's like the screen room, inks, shipping and receiving. We have like phone best practices different things like that. I'm working currently on like an kind of an HR kind of guide. It got put on pause whenever we left. Um, kind of took that break. But. That's awesome. That's really great. What, what else would you want to add into it? My team has been asking to find um, for a way for this to live like online so that we can keep track of updates. Because right now it's all just print it out or it exists in like one big PDF. So I'm trying to figure out how to make it a little bit more friendly for somebody that's actually just looking for certain information or, you know, whenever we've gone and decided to like change a ink color change fee or something like that, being able to have that um, show up as like an update would be really helpful because people forget and then that ends up getting messed up down the line. That's awesome. That's really great. Maybe my last question for you is the future here. So the next, I guess, six months, the rest of 2020, what are you guys thinking about? I know obviously everything kind of changes fairly quickly with coronavirus going on, but, you know, what are you thinking about? Like, where do you want to point the business? God, that is a good question. <laughs> I I really feel like, the pandemic kind of knocked me off of my like planning track uh -huh. because I, like I told you, I was trying to up our sales, which I will most likely keep doing. But since the pandemic happened and um, we've kind of had to rethink how we're getting jobs, I'm not 100% sure. Like I know things are going to change in the future, but I'm not sure what that looks like. <laughs> I know that's not like really an answer for you. Yeah, no, just taking it day by day to figure it out. Definitely taking it day by day and trying to make use of the tools that we have. The pandemic has definitely made me rethink some decisions that I was against in the past, like fulfillment, for example. I think now is the time to absolutely start offering services like that that make it easier for people to launch online stores or to use Printavo merch more as a tool because that was a big game changer. Gotcha, gotcha. So fulfillment and storing that picking, storing inventory mm -hmm. shipping. Yeah, gotcha. I think so. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for an insight into Flash Flood Print. It's been really interesting. I think it sounds like you're on the right path though, especially with the, the guide, the training, the way you're evolving, hiring, getting into merch stores. I mean, it's it's a really cool look behind the scenes as you guys are growing and, and just experiencing those natural growth pains and lessons learned. Thanks so much for being able to join us today, May. 
Yeah, thank you.